The proximity principle is real, and it helps people like you turn music business dreams into reality. If you ignore this principle, the music industry will ignore you right back, and we don't want that to happen. So today, we're shining the spotlight on the proximity principle. Johnny, do that thing you do. Welcome to the club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. You got to prove that your art has value. It doesn't matter that it's good to the industry. It matters that people like it. And so that's on you. And you got to prove that your songs have value. It doesn't matter that you think it's good. It matters if they think it's good. That's why we called it The Climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. That's a Baxter from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and Alan Jackson. Uh-huh. To save a few, got good number ones in Southern Gospel. It's got a top 20 and a top 10 in Australian radio, like as we speak, I think. And uh, what I love about Brent is he's helping songwriters like you turn pro by teaching you how to write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then on a regular basis, you get opportunities to complete the final step and create relationships with the pros and be heard by the pros and make friends. That's how this all works. It's hand-to-hand combat, right? You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other. Johnny D. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing well. I'm excited to get into this one today and to tell some people about the proximity principle. Right on. Have I love some it. Well, songwriters. Before we do, do that, let's uh, let's take care of a little business first. Mm-hmm. Join the climb community. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the climb community. Ask to be let in. You have to ask, but we let everybody in. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Once you get in there, be good boys and girls. we got a place where you, where you can post your new music as a comment on our new music on Mondays, a place where you can post your wins mm-hmm. as a comment under the Wednesday, New Heights Wednesday or whatever we call it. I forget. A place <laughs> to post your gigs on Gig Alert, like as a comment there. Only leave the feed for stuff that is for everybody, okay? Right. It's not about you. It's just for everybody. It's just good, informative stuff. Like, you'll get the idea on it. But mm-hmm. you got some wins there, buddy? Yeah, I just want to share one quick win with you. Bill O'Hanlon, Climber. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Says, just got another sync placement on a Fox show with my team of I Do, which is Chris Icing, I guess, Mark Dolan, and Bill. So congrats on that Fox show placement. That's awesome. And also, Bill says his 70th independent cut just came out a Christmas song he wrote with Jan Edwards and Lucy LeBlanc. So congrats, Bill and Lucy and Jan and Chris and Mark and keep on climbing. Love it. Wow, that is amazing. I love that. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Make sure that you subscribe or that you follow the podcast wherever you are and tell a friend about it. That's right. That's really what's important. Tell a friend about it. We want to help other people. So if you're listening for a reason, then they're going to be listening too. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
All right. So that's a quick one. We got through quick on that. Let's go. What are we going to Let's learn? go. Let's rock on. So, okay. So this, The Proximity Principle is a book by Ken Coleman. I read it recently. I believe my sister might have gifted it to me. It was on my wish list and was reminded of it the other day on a jam session at songwritingpro.com. So our members would get together once a month. And just from the course of that conversation online with the members, The Proximity Principle kind of pinged in my head again. And so I thought, well, let's pull that out. And, and see if we can help some writers with this. So Ken Coleman, I'll just read that little bit of the inside jacket. Seven years before he was the host of the Ken Coleman show, Ken Coleman was one of the 70% of Americans who dreaded Monday mornings. Frustrated and angry, he realized he wasn't doing what he was put on earth to do. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. And it was up to him to make a change. So in the proximity principle, he lays out clear and simple plan to help you identify the five kinds of people you should spend time with and the five places you should position yourself in so you can see and seize career opportunities. And so we're not have time to go in the whole book. I'm not going to spoiler alert the whole book, but there are a few things in here I want to point out and help you on your journey. So that's what we're doing. I love it. Yes. So I'm all about some proximity. Like and there's lots it's, of ways to get it too. And there are. So talk to me, son. Yes. So I'm just sharing out of this. So he tells a story. He goes, I was sitting on my back patio, coffee in hand, staring into the woods behind my house. I was lost and completely frustrated. All I could think about was the distance between where I was and where I wanted to be. Hmm. My mind was racing. Is it too late to start? And if it isn't too late, what if I try and fail? What would my wife, my family, my friends say if I quit my job to try something new? Is a broadcasting career even possible for me? So that's what he likes to do. Talk on the mic. To be perfectly honest, I was ashamed that I hadn't made any progress toward my goal. I knew something had to change. Then it came to me. My dream was real to me and only me. I was fully expecting someone to just drop a broadcasting, songwriting job in my lap. (laughs) When that didn't happen, instead of doing something about it, I decided to throw myself a pity party. The truth is, no one in the entire world was sitting on their back patio thinking about how they could help Ken Coleman, or you, get their dream job. It was my dream and my dream alone. So that's so true. I'm I'm sorry. Nobody's really thinking about like on their back patio, sipping coffee going, man, how do I get your name here on the radio? Right? Yeah. Unless you're their writer, their staff writer, (laughs) right? Then they're trying Mm -hmm. to think about that for themselves. And so one thing I love about this book is Ken uses a lot of climbing references Talks really? about you climb a lot. So it's like, yes. So he thought about, shares a quote from this mountain climber and one of Gaucher's, I think, couplets. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. There's boldness, power, and magic in it. I love that. So I'm going to say that again. Mm. Whatever you say can it do. one more time. Yes. Whatever you can do or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Wow. Yeah. So when he thought about Murray's words, this guy that he quoted, I realize that chasing your mountain or chasing your dream job is a lot like climbing a mountain. Both require bravery. Both require that you have the right people around you to help you. And both require that you learn as you go. And ultimately, both require you take one bold step at a time on your climb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another climbing reference. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's all through it. I was like, oh, I need to call him and get him on the show. Not that I have his number, but you can make it happen. So we can make it happen. So anyway, the proximity principle basically is, let me just find the good where it's uh, right here, is, all right, the proximity principle, finding opportunities to do what you love is as simple as getting around the right people and being in the right places. 
So finding opportunities to do what you love is as simple as getting around the right people and being in the right places. That is the proximity principle. And so it dives into it. And again, this is more a little taster, a little teaser for this principle, but to get your wheels turning. Yeah. So to put it into practice, this proximity principle, you start asking yourself two questions. One, who do I need to know? And two, where do I need to be? When I ask myself that question daily on my journey toward a career in broadcasting, I begin to see quick results. And so let's talk a little bit about the, because it's like the right people plus the right places equals opportunity. Simple math, the right people plus the right places equals opportunity. Yeah. It does without fail. It's a principle, which doesn't mean it works every single time, but in general, it works, right? That's how a principle works. It's not a law, a rule. It's not like gravity. Gravity always works, right? It's a law. It's a principle. That's right. That's right. Good point. So I love this section here. It says, people who can help you land your dream job are working hard at this very moment, but they're working for themselves not for you. In fact, they aren't even thinking about you. They are living their own lives, focused on their own jobs. Your job then is to get strategic and find them. So finding people who can make opportunities happen for you, that's the easy part. The hard part is getting some of their time and convincing them to help you on your journey. That's not impossible, but will take some perseverance and patience. Be prepared for this reality. There will be times when you don't get a response, when you're overlooked, and when you get rejected. Stay with it. Turn that rejection into redirection. Don't let the no stop Ooh. you. Instead, let them lead you to the next yes. Yeah, turn that re- that rejection into redirection. I like that. I'm not done. It didn't stop me. I just got to move around it, right? It'd be like water. Like Bruce Lee said, be water. Yeah, be, like water. be water. Right? <laughs> you got a rock in the stream, water just goes around it and it keeps on trucking, right? And that's so true. I mean, God bless for the music business. Even once you're in it, you're going to get no response. You're going to get overlooked. You're going to get rejected. I mean, I was pitched a couple songs this morning and on my pitch log, I mean, you think my hook book is long, right? It's like my pitch log is about as long as my hook book, like over 4,000 pitches that I've recorded, not nearly that many cuts. How many never got even a response? The vast majority of them. But you know what? Pitch tomorrow. Knowing that every individual pitch has a very low success rate, but if I keep pitching, that's high probability of success. So that's important. You got to keep going. He says, here's the deal. To get a yes, don't be opportunistic. Oh, sorry. Don't be an opportunistic jerk. If you approach people with your hand held out for favors, like a kid at trick or treat, people will see you coming a mile away and slam the door in your face. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're an asshole, right? You're asking for something. How can you help me? That's never a great way to go into something. It's like, hi, I'm Brent. How can you help me? What? What? That's not how people like to be approached, even if it's in subtext. So if you want people to help you, you need to be the kind of person people want to help. People are more willing to take time out of their day to teach you when you're enthusiastic about learning. And I think that's so true. He tells this cool story when he wanted to get into broadcasting. So he's like, all right, he heard about this new stuff called podcasting that was coming out. Mm-hmm. thought, oh, okay, I'm pretty good on the mic. And that seems like something I can start doing. And so he approached a leadership company in Atlanta, where he was living at the time, called Catalyst. And he approached him. He even cut out an article from a tech magazine. He knew some people over there and like brought that in about this new thing called podcasting. I was like, I would like to start a podcast for y'all. Let me just do it. Don't pay me, whatever. I think it could be valuable. He laid out why he thought it would help them. Mm-hmm. And they said, sure. And they set him up with this crappy little setup. 
cheap, no frills in this little place where he was sweating after about five minutes being in there because he didn't have AC in this little room or closet or whatever he was in, trailer or something. Right. But he got to do work and he got to practice and he got to go in there. And eventually that led to him leading some of their, hosting some of their live events where he got to interview people like Tony Dungy and these leaders that would come in and he even got to interview like Dave Ramsey. Oh, look, a couple of years later, Ken Coleman, how I discovered him was through the Dave Ramsey entree leadership stuff. Mm. He, he went to work for Dave and he's doing all this stuff. Now he has a Ken Coleman show. So it's like proximity. How can I be around right people doing right things? Yeah. And then opportunity happened because he found a place to practice. But he goes, my friend Joy talked about this to me about showing up. I say it a lot. Show up as a solution, not a problem. Yeah. Joy works in the book publishing world. So, I mean, pretty similar to music publishing, right? And she said, I love my job, but at times it feels like everyone wants something from me. Literary agents, authors, team members. When I'm approached by someone hungry to learn more about the publishing business, it usually stops in my tracks. It reminds me of how much I love my job and it gives me a chance to give back. So don't underestimate how your passion to learn and grow can inspire and give life to those around you. So in other words, she's approached constantly by people that want something. Publishers are being approached constantly. Writers, hey, can I send you a song? Can I send you a song? But it's kind of crashes like, I want you to make my dreams happen. Like, I want to send you a song because I want to get a publishing deal or I want to get on the radio. Yeah, there would be, and obviously, a big payout for the publisher if they publish your song and it gets on the radio. That's how they make their living. That would be a huge win for them. But most of the time, let's face it, mathematically, the odds are almost zero that a random songwriter walking up to them, someone, hey, I got a song I'd love to play for you, is going to end up on the radio. That's next to zero. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't appear as a solution or an opportunity to them. It's a problem. Yep. It's a time suck. Now I got to say no, or I got to take time to listen to this thing that's mathematically not going to help me. What's another way you can show up? What's another way that you can provide value to these people? Like the thing with Catalyst, he found a way, hey, maybe I can do a podcast for your business. Just let me, can I just do this? Mm-hmm. Not going to charge you anything. They set him up and he got to do it and it led to him doing the thing. And so, I mean, a little bit of what I'm doing with Songwriting Pro and I make no bones about it and with The Climb is that this is kind of my backdoor way into adding value that helps people, but also helps me in my career. When we do these song title challenges, and Johnny, I'm so thankful that you had the idea of starting to bring guests on there because we get to reach out to people that maybe I don't know at all or I know a little bit. Hey, let's go play in the sandbox for 20, 30 minutes. Yep. And you could be on the show. And so it's a fun, cool experience for them. They have a good time. I'm not asking for like a co-write which is like a day. That's a big ask, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if they have it written with me. Yeah, I have cuts and stuff, but so does everybody else they know. Mm-hmm. So That's why right. me? I mean, it's not, ooh, really, Brent? You've had cuts? I've only had 12 never ones. Ooh. Yeah. Like, okay. ooh. Not exactly like thrilling anymore. But, I, but I've got cuts. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly thrilling to writers after a certain point. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Right. Okay. Right. So, hey, let's find this other way that maybe we can add value or publishers that, hey, I'll pay you to come in and do this event with a songwritingpro.com membership and add value, like put some money in your pocket and you get a give back. So that's altruism that I'm allowing them to feel good, put a little coin mm-hmm. in the pocket, but also help the next crop of people coming up or, hey, I'm going to provide you with songs that through our play for publisher event that hopefully will add value, definitely not waste your time. Mm-hmm. And to put a little coin in your pocket at the same time. Yep. And you get to do that kind of community service stuff. So it's adding value, but what value do I get out of it? Well, I mean, Songwriting Pro is a way that we feed my kids, but also I get to be in a room on Zoom or in person with a publisher for an hour without asking them to listen to a single song of mine, but we're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I'm presenting songs or on the hang that we do at Songwriting Pro, which is like a 30-minute interview I do with a music industry pro. And mm-hmm. I ask a lot of questions, but not a single one is, can I take you to coffee? Can I play a song for you? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's going really well at the end and we're talking about what they're doing and what they're looking for, hey, what's your next project, blah, 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 blah. Hey, and if it comes up and, and the vibe is right, I might be like, well, cool. And sometimes they'll say, we should write at the end of one of those interviews. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about it. We're just hanging out. And they decide, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. Nice vibe. And I'm asking intelligent questions or whatever. And so what can that be for you as a writer or an aspiring artist to say, what's another way I can add value to these people and not come in looking for a handout, but looking to add some sort of value? On the jam session the other night with the Songwriting Pro community, one of our members mentioned that he knows people at the local radio station and could probably get like a gig there. And he's talked about doing like a songwriter show there, that sort of Mm. thing. I'm like, well, that would be cool because if you're talking about growing where you're planted, if you can can get a gig to either help book or to help host whatever a songwriter show for this radio station, then you have all the reason in the world to go talk to these people and provide them with that ooh exposure to get on the radio and you're providing a value. And what do you get out of? You get to know these people, start building a relationship. You have the opportunity to appear as a pro, as a professional, somebody in the music business because you're with the radio station, learn what they do, vibe with them a little bit. And then maybe that can turn into Hey, I got these songs. I'm a writer too. Yeah, here's some of my stuff, whatever. You come in a different door. You come in with a give, not a take. Yeah. Which is super cute. It works that way for me too. I mean, the stuff we do for Nashville Nights, Mm -hmm. songwriting festival. Wow, what a great beehive be a part of there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was so much fun. And then now they're doing stuff domestically too. I'm helping Mm -hmm. them with that. Man, that's, I've become friends with them. 
Yeah. Right. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I want you to write with my artist. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd love to, Johnny. Let me just see what's on my schedule. Hey, yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But of course, I'm approaching him like, hey, look, I know you're busy, but if you got some time, I'm working with this artist that I think has some potential. And mm-hmm. you know what? I'm a better risk. It's a risk, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm a better risk than a better bet than just some random. Right. Yeah. Because they know exactly. Me, so. I mean, it's yeah. no like and trust. Yeah. And so I was having a conversation the other day with one of my co-writers just about how we're kind of approaching the business and trying to retool some stuff, just kind of have a meeting of the minds, a little mastermind. And and this writer brought up Terry Joe Box. Speaking of mm-hmm. National Night, we got to reconnect with her. I mean, I've known Terry Joe for years. Uh, we've written together a little bit, but hadn't seen her in a long time. But she was at the National Nights thing. And so we reconnected there. But this writer was talking about her. It's like, man, that's kind of what she did was a proximity principle. Like she's been around a long time, not having big, strong teams behind her or whatever, but now she's starting to land a lot of cuts. Lainey Wilson, Asha McBride, Miranda Lambert, like she's killing Mm -hmm. it, right? She's doing well. Now, what is a big thing that it looks like from the outside without, and we should have her on talk about this, but the freak show, she's the one that Mm -hmm. launched the freak show. And so she is like 10 years ago, 10 years. Wow. So she is like the face. She's the, the master of the brand, right? And so she started giving an outlet to writers, and it's become one of the hottest singer-songwriter shows in town, and has been for Without a doubt. Yeah. And she's providing a service to the bar she's at. She's been in multiple bars Mm -hmm. with this. It started out at the Rusty Nail out in Hermitage, Mm -hmm. and then it, which is the first place I saw it, then it was at the Blue Bar, which is no longer, it's now called the Pink Taco, but it used to be called Mm -hmm. the Blue Bar in Mm -hmm. Midtown. And then it was at the local, which Mm -hmm. where, where it's housed now and and so she gets paid Mm -hmm. because she has guess what she has traffic yeah like i go he who has traffic rules the road industry traffic along with like Mm. people that are like consumers or tourists that either get lucky and stumble on it which happens Mm. a lot yeah or two they hear about it and they want to go see that but it is quite often that a wednesday night freak show is just a magic night and there's a boatload of people there and it's man she gets paid because the bar makes money because there's a crowd there's a Mm -hmm. good crowd there and they eat and they drink so she's scratching the back of the bar bar scratching her back by paying her everybody's winning yeah she's doing the proximity thing with all those Mm -hmm. riders man i want to be there you know how often i go there i go there probably at least once a month if not Mm -hmm. twice a month it's one of my favorite haunts in Nashville mm-hmm. and Janelle's too. All our friends are there. So yeah. we get to reconnect with everybody. I mean, Ash Underwood, huge hit songwriter, wrote a couple mm-hmm. George Strait number ones, friend of mine. We're going out for drinks on Friday. He's texting me this morning because we didn't make it out last night. Hey, dude, where were you last night? Like, I was looking forward to hugging on your neck. Like, you missed Brandon, came up with the go. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like this whole beehive on Wednesday nights of people mm-hmm. that we need to talk to that we do business with or that you want to do business. Yeah. I can't figure out for the life of me how a songwriter in Nashville, first of all, doesn't know about that. And second, isn't there like all the freaking time? Yeah. Making friends. And so going back to Terry Joe, she started this thing from scratch, right? With just some people she already knew and she's provided, Hey, let me give you a stage, right? A lot of people want a place to play. Yep. And now we were keeping the bar high and so you want to be a part of that because of who else is a part of that. And then artists she's riding with, she can get them on there, give them a stage. And then eventually it, it flips where people are coming to her going, I want to get on the freak show. And she's like this gatekeeper mm-hmm. and she's providing value. 
And she'll get up and she'll sing some too, usually, right? Mm -hmm. And so she's getting seen. She's making her own stage for her and her songs to get heard and meet all these people. And she's just becoming... And she's co-written like half the songs that people are playing. So she's up there singing background vocals while yeah. the writers, one of the writers is singing it too. Yeah. And so now some of those people that have come up through there, like Lainey Wilson, different people, got record deals, songs on the radio. And guess what? Who's been a part of that journey? Terry Joe Box. And mm -hmm. she's a great writer and she's a good hang. Yep. She brings good ideas, all that good stuff. She's a pro, but that's just from the outside. Looks like she's doing the proximity principle thing. She's building her own little kingdom on Music Row, her own little brand and stuff where she is different from all these other really good writers that are out there. She has her own little lane, her own little niche, making her own value. And she's making a win-win for people. And she's reaping the benefits. Yeah, she started that 10 years ago. Well, guess what? You're going to be here in 10 years anyway. Yep. You might as well start investing in something that's going to pay off versus something that won't. And she's getting cuts and on really cool artists and good stuff is happening. So it's like looking at her going, well, that's the proximity principle, man. She found a way to be in right places with right people because now it's like she's become a magnet. She is. And you know what? Like I've gotten to know her really well. Mm -hmm. And just to give you an idea, like what that's like, I mean, like, okay, so I respect her as a writer and mm -hmm. As a business person, as a human, I respect her because I know how much work she puts in every single week to that show mm -hmm. and the stuff that she does. And she's so consistent with it. She never misses. She's mm -hmm. not there for one reason, which is rare. Somebody else is running it for like Ralston or mm -hmm. something like that. But when I started working with Josh, like I haven't ever had like an artist that I thought I want to put up mm -hmm. on there. Maybe they're not a writer or whatever. But now with Josh, like I want him to be on the freak show. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask Terry TJ, but I'm a little concerned. Like, I hope she says yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we're yeah. friends, but she is a gatekeeper. And not that she would be mean or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But it's like, that's the respect that I have for her. I yeah. really want her to say yes. Mm -hmm. It matters to me that she does. And of course, she's like, Johnny, anytime you want anybody to come up, you let me know. Give me a week and I'll make sure it happens. I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. But that's with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? but, and, and yeah, and so, hey, I don't take that lightly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to make sure that, because I had another artist that was, like, Mackenzie was coming to town, and she was wanting to do it. But then with her flight, the way it mm. was, I'm like, man, if you get delayed, yeah, you're not going to make it. Let's not go through that. You yeah. know what I mean? Let's just do it another time when you're here the day before, mm -hmm. and you can go and do it, and that'll be cool. So, yeah. But, so that's awesome. So that's what just what I wanted to share. Again, it's a proximity principle by Ken Coleman. I may revisit this book some more because there's a whole lot more value in here. I'd like to get to the five people you need to know, the five places you need to go kind of types to get you thinking about that. But for now, I think this is just a good place to start. Start thinking about how the right people plus the right places equals opportunity. Who are the people you need to know? Where are the places you need to be in order for opportunity to happen? It's like fertile ground, right? So that's what I have on that. Hey, Tell you what, if you want to drop on by songwritingpro.com, I have a gift for you. I have a few different gifts on there for you. One is six simple ways to make your songs more commercial. So it's just some of what I've learned in my 20 something, whatever, how many years I've been in the music business now. And I share some of those, break it down easily for you. And you get that at six. That's the number six simple ways.songwritingpro.com. You can also go to the free gifts, a little icon in the top menu bar at songwritingpro.com. Just tell me where to send it. I'll send it right out to you. But you need to get it because you want your songs to be more commercial. If you want your songs to get on the radio, on records, hey, they're looking for commercial songs. So that's why you need to take that and it's free. Just tell me where to send it. And that's it. There you go. Okay, so look, one more thing though on that. I just have to say this one mm -hmm. thing. 
And then I know we're going to get off because we got Ava Page coming up. But it just occurs to me, like what you just said is like, no, first you have to identify who do you need to be around and where are they? Yes. Right. To make those kind of connections. And you have to figure out a way to get in there and do it. Mm -hmm. And it's so fascinating to me how many writers I've talked to have been in this town for a while that haven't heard of the Freak Show. Yeah. And here it is. They're in Nashville or they're coming to Nashville regularly mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out how to do this. But because they haven't gone through the exercise of just identifying yeah. who it is and just asking one simple question. Yeah. Because there's so many people that know about the freak show. Here's that resource. Here's that pool of talent and connections and possibilities mm-hmm. right there every single Wednesday night. Yeah. And they just don't know because they just haven't asked because they haven't identified and wow, mm. I mean, she's Louise. Like how many, like you guys, I go through the exercise of identifying these people and then you'll be surprised at all of a sudden how many circles you're going to get into. So that's it. Right. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.